0: I'm Robin. And I'm Molly. And this is?
1: Home is where the murder is. Wow. <laughs> you just did ran it. with it, didn't you? I did
0: it. So how's it going? It is a-going. Good, good. So I have to tell you something. Last week we had talked about that the dress that gets the men. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember the the dress? athletic dress. Yeah. I have had an influx in dudes from my past coming around. Oh. Yeah. Might be that spandexy dress. I think it's the spandex. <laughs> Gotta be careful. Yeah. So that's been interesting. Uh I, I love being single. I think I've mentioned that a thousand times on our podcast. But I've got some dudes in my wheelhouse right now. Cranking it up. Yeah. Cranking so, it out. We'll see who uh see if anyone makes the cut.
1: Do they listen to this podcast? Um, I've told,
0: I think one of them does, and I told the other two, just never, I I didn't even tell one of them what it was. Okay. Um, because I'm pretty sure that I mentioned how much I despise him in one of our previous episodes.
1: Ooh.
0: So, Ouch. don't want him to hear that.
1: Well, well, if he did despisable things in previous. Oh, 100% did. Well, then that's his yeah. own fault. But. I think we should have a secret word for him to say, to see oh, okay. if he listens. <laughs> What's the secret word?
0: Um, Nashville.
1: Okay, <laughs> I feel like that word might come up, anyways.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Well, so a word that wouldn't come up. Oh, okay. How um, about how about Frank's and Beans? It's a phrase he has to well, say. Well, I mean, to he you. could
0: he could say vulva, and I would know he's <laughs> listening. Too. there because, you go because we're at a point where people that start listening to the show get to that that episode yeah. and all of a sudden i just get a text message that just says volve <laughs> you're like yep yep you're right i'm like i'm like oh so what do you think and they're like this is fucking gold i'm like yeah that you're was like, a good one thank yeah. you
1: i'm like
0: yeah not many people can make humor out of ed gein but but did it i did but i did it so that's what i've been up to it's pretty exciting stuff so any, yeah. Any new things with you? Are you uh are your kids still in all the sports?
1: Well, we got a lot of baseball coming up. Well, I don't even honestly, it's it's all been a whirlwind. Yeah. Um but yeah, no baseball and then we have soccer starting up soon too for yeah. Keaton actually. Oh fun. Yeah. So just just the sports and the and the pool. We we've been doing the pool a lot. Yep, because it's been hot. It's been hot. But the pool's mm-hmm. been fun. It's good. So we've been enjoying that. Uh, good, good. Yep. yep. We got those. I don't know if anyone's seen the um, refillable water balloons. Have you seen those? No. In fact, I think we left them. We didn't bring them home. Anyways, I just that thought just <laughs> crossed my mind right now. Um, but the refillable water balloons, if you've seen those anywhere, they're on we got them on Amazon. They are great. They're great for the environment, too. But um, they, they magnetic clothes, and they're, like, made of, like, like the silico- silicone or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Whatever it is. Okay. I don't know what they're made of. But... You know, like water balloons. How you have like all those little pieces all over the lawn yes. that are like a pain in the butt to clean up, the and worst. like and like water balloons last like that lasts, like five oh, minutes, yeah, and then it's and over. Then, and then
0: your kids are asking you that to what they you want do, more, and they want, and and they they want more, and like oh. and they're
1: expensive yeah, too. And I
0: hate tying them.
1: Well, well, you can get those ones. I that... understand. Yeah, I know,
0: but I just want the world to know that tying balloons is the worst thing it in is. the world.
1: But these, mm. it's like you get a pack of like 18 of them. So it doesn't seem like a lot, but you keep redoing them.
0: That's nice.
1: They're really cool, actually. So I recommend them, even if they last like half the summer, like a pack of those like 100 or like 150 or whatever those are, those are like $10, 15 nice. And like, well, no, no, no. I mean, like the ones that you just throw and then they are like oh, done. Oh, those? Oh, yeah.
0: I thought you got 100 of those ones. I was like, oh, Fuck. gosh.
1: No, no. These are like you get a pack of 18 for like 30 or $40. Oh, okay. But they're like bigger. They're actually like, I would say like baseball size. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So they're pretty fun. Cool. So that's a recommendation. A mom okay. recommend. This is Ben Mom Corner. Oh, my God. It's Mom Corner. We're just, first we got the weather with you, weather and then we got Mom Corner. So, weather. The weather's been fine. Um, it's been a cooler week. It's going to be a cooler week, so that's great. Yeah. Um. But Mom Corner says get those refillable water balloons, your wallet, and the environment will thank you.
0: Okay. Okay. So uh, real quick, I got to give a quick shout out because when this airs, we will have already done this, but Jerica and Trevor are closing on their house Yay. on Wednesday. So by the time this airs, they will have been in their home for almost a week or so. That's so exciting. But yeah, I've been working with them for many years, and they are the best clients. No offense, Molly, but I just love working with them, and I'm going to miss them so much. So congratulations, Jerica and Trevor, and I hope that you are happy without me because Aww. you don't need me anymore. Well, maybe
1: they'll get like a uh, investment property.
0: No, I think they'll probably just let me live on in their backyard in a shanty.
1: Aw. Do they have a shanty? Not, space yeah, for a shanty?
0: No, they got the space for there it. There you go. But it's funny because they, like, don't want to live around people. Then I'm like, I'll just move in your backyard. It's fine. you like, you just so. pop up a tent.
1: Oh. Yep. We do our podcasts from their backyard. We could totally do it. We should,
0: honestly. We should They up. have a great basement we could set up yeah. in. Yeah. Watch we'll, out. We're coming at
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so congrats to you guys. Yeah. I, I miss you already. That's so. awesome, and then yeah, let me just give a, a our sponsor shout out it again is Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and if you're looking to buy or refinance, he is your go-to guy. Again, I have sent so many clients to him; he's amazing. He works weekends; he's super on top of things. It's just it's really impressive. Honestly, I feel like every time I send him somebody. He takes care of it so quickly that I have to hurry up and get my ducks in a row because people are ready to go look at houses within, you know, an hour. So you definitely want to reach out to Aaron. We will have his contact information in the show notes on our Facebook, Instagram, and on our website. So be sure to check those out. And of course, you can always message us privately if you are looking for his contact information. But if you Google his name, Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage, you'll be able to find him as well. So, but you definitely want to reach out to him. I'm telling you, it's great. So get well taken care of. Yeah. So. But that's pretty much all I have. Yeah. Um, you guys ready for some murder?
1: Constantly. Yeah. Always.
0: So I chose this murder because it happened in Canada. Ooh. And we have we have a very big following in Canada. Great. So I was looking at our stats the other day and I was like, my goodness. We we got some one, some folks out there. So this one is for our Canadian friends, and we appreciate you listening to us. And I'm sure many of you know this case, it, and I'm sure even if you're not in Canada, you might have heard this case because it is quite a doozy. Uh-oh. It is also about a wheelchair. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Buckle up, bitches. Here we go. Oh. Sorry. Was <laughs> that too much? It's aggressive. I apologize. All right. Also, I have paper today. Oh, that, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie.
1: Char- we got we got podcast pup again. Oh, here. sorry,
0: but so you're gonna hear my paper, and that's just the way it's gonna be. But I'm trying this whole thing where I have um, the the words farther away from each other. It's called double spaced. I don't know if people know that. <laughs> Is that common knowledge? I don't know. Okay, so I double spaced it to see if maybe I don't talk uh, like talk over my words or like, run up or fall. it's. A- I feel like
1: sometimes I did it in the last one. You know, you get, like, a little lost on the screen because yeah. you're, like, you're um, yeah. scrolling. Yeah. So you, that's so why I'm, like, lost. I'm going to try this and yeah. see if
0: I'm a little bit more organized. We will see what happens. No guarantees. But. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get started. Here we okay. go. The murder of Lindsay Buziak. Buziak. Yeah. Buziak. Okay. Okay. Said it so many times and all of a sudden I'm having a Molly moment.
1: I, I always like <laughs> double check and like have to re-listen to the names yeah. of people. And I'm I'm sure that I've said them wrong a few times. But like I want to say the names right so badly that like I overthink it a lot. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Robin just did that.
0: Yep. So the murder of Lindsay Buziak. Lindsay Elizabeth Buziak was born on November 2nd, 1983 to Jeff and Evelyn Buziak. She had one sister named Sarah, and they lived in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Lindsay was described as popular, caring, beautiful, vivacious, and talented by her friends and family. In her early 20s, Lindsay began dating a man by the name of Jason Zalo. They had moved into a waterfront property together that had been purchased by Jason's mom, Shirley Zalo. Lindsay's friends and family stated that the pair were really happy together, and the only complaint Lindsay had with her relationship with Jason was that he was overprotective and overpossessive, but he absolutely adored her and even though these traits bothered her, she continued on with the relationship because of the good things they shared. In January of 2008, at the age of 27, Lindsay was doing well within the real estate industry, but still getting her feet wet. She had been working for her boyfriend's family real estate company as a junior realtor. The family was wealthy and the company was very successful. In late January, Lindsay received a call from a woman who said that she and her husband were desperate to find a home. This caller had a foreign accent and told Lindsay that their budget was around $1 million.
1: That's a big budget. It
0: is. And like every realtor, like new or old, when you got somebody calling you with a million dollar budget, unless you're like obviously like in California or whatever, but you, that's pretty exciting stuff. So I can just imagine the butterflies she had gotten. Yeah. She began taking notes on what the caller was looking for. They wanted at least a three-bedroom, three-bath, large master bedroom home with a separate area for the housekeeper, and it had to be move-in ready. Lindsay had written all this information down in her day planner, and in large letters at the top of her notebook, it said, needs to buy in two days. Now, anyone in real estate knows that a million-dollar buyer, regardless of location, is a nice commission, but in two days, that's a stretch. Yeah. Even though Lindsay was excited about the commission or the possibility of the commission, she was surprised to receive a call on her personal cell phone. And when she asked the woman how she got that number, she was told that a past client had provided it to her. Lindsay did call that client to confirm, but they were out of town and she did not connect with them. Mm-hmm. So, I guess in that office it was weird because they had a business line. So.
1: Okay. Well, and what, what year was it? 2008. This? Yeah. So, so, I mean, it
0: was yeah, probably
1: a lot more common to have someone's, the business line. Yeah, this line. was back in
0: Blackberry days and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Lindsay had her concerns about this caller, and when she shared this information with her boyfriend Jason, he encouraged her to meet with the buyer due to the high commission that would come from the sale. Lindsay also shared her concerns with her family and friends, telling them that she thought it was odd that they spoke English but with a foreign accent. She described it as kind of Spanish sounding, but not really. She said it seemed like they were faking their accent. To ease her mind, Jason agreed that he would wait in the car outside of the showings until she was more comfortable with the client. Feeling more at ease, Lindsay set up an appointment to view 1702 DeSousa Place in Sinich, which is right outside of Victoria, British Columbia, on February 2nd, 2008 at 5.30 p.m., which was Groundhog Day. And I think this is like my second murder where there's something happens on Groundhog Day and I throw that in there.
1: Well, and I mean, I feel like not a lot. I don't know. Groundhog Day is like a very random day. You know what I mean? It's very... uh, I love Groundhog Day. I do not.
0: Okay, well, fine. Okay. About an hour before the showing, Jason and Lindsay had an early dinner and then left the restaurant in separate cars. Lindsay went home to change for the showing and Jason went to an auto repair shop to pick up a friend. By 5.30 p.m., Jason was running late and Lindsay was at the home with the buyer. Per the phone conversation Lindsay had with the buyer, she would be attending the, the, this, this buyer would be attending the showing alone, but when she arrived at the house, a man and a woman were both there. Witnesses say the man was a white male, about 6 feet tall, with dark hair, and the woman had blonde, shoulder-length hair, and she was wearing a very unique-looking dress. Both looked as though they could be between 35 and 45 years old. Witnesses say they saw Lindsay shake hands with the couple, and then she led them inside. Jason and his friend pulled up to the house around 5.40 p.m. He waited out front for about 10 minutes and then parked on a side street. He then waited another 10 minutes and texted her to make sure she was okay. She would never open that message.
1: Mm. So he was only 10 minutes late.
0: Yeah. Jason saw the couple leave the house, but then go back inside. He immediately went up to the front door and found it to be locked. He could see Lindsay's shoes in the hallway, but she nor the clients were coming to the door. He was knocking, ringing the doorbell repeatedly, but no one was coming to let him in. At 6.05 p.m., he called 911 and was on the phone with them. See, it doesn't matter if there's double-spaced because you still lose your spot. Anyway, when his friend found a gap in the back fence, the friend climbed through, the, through and found the back patio door to be wide open. He ran through it and straight to the front door to let Jason in. Jason immediately ran upstairs to look for Lindsay, and that is when he found her in the master bedroom, lying in a pool of blood. Hmm. Jason called 911 a second time at 6.11 p.m., and paramedics arrived within minutes, but it was too late. Lindsay was pronounced dead at the scene of multiple stab wounds. Oh, I know, right? Lindsay's father, Jeff, says that in the early hours of February 3rd, he received a call from his ex-wife asking him if the police had contacted him. He immediately knew something was wrong and asked what the hell was going on. His ex-wife said, I have the worst news in the world. Lindsay has been murdered. At the morgue, Jeff held his daughter for the last time and promised her that he would find her killer and that he would never stop fighting for her. And there is a really... He gives a lot of interviews because he kind of becomes a big part of her story. And they are all so sad. Yeah. Because he... Years and years and years have gone by and he still just cries. Yeah. It's so sad. It breaks my heart. (sighs) So law enforcement agents say the electronic lockbox on the house was opened at 529 p.m., which goes in line for when witnesses saw her enter the house with the couple. They believe she took off her shoes by the front door and showed the main level of the house before taking the couple upstairs at 5:41 p.m. lindsay's phone calls a friend that she hasn't spoken to in a while when answered there was only muffling which made it seem like a pocket dial it is during this call police believe she was killed they believe she went to open the door to the master bathroom when she turned her back to them and she was immediately attacked so she was stabbed in the back and they think that while they were continuously stabbing her her phone was in her pocket and then it dialed somebody
1: oh so like that call was a complete accident yeah yeah
0: but it's awful too because then that person's like you know coming up with police telling police oh this is what happened and then the police are like oh yeah that was while she was being murdered like
1: it's so random too like it it just dials this random person they're like oh why is she calling me yeah and then like oh actually she was being murdered murdered." yeah like oh oh okay
0: yeah it's just nuts yeah So investigators state that Lindsay had no defensive wounds, which tells them that she was initially stabbed in the back and didn't have a chance to fight off her attacker. She had been stabbed over 40 times. Immediately upon entry of the home, Jason and his friend were taken into custody, but were released with no charges after their version of events were verified. The focus shifted to the people she was showing the house to. Investigators say there there was absolutely no DNA evidence left at the scene and no fingerprints, which tells them that whoever killed Lindsay had killed before. They believe that they killed her upstairs, left out the front door before realizing it would be easier to go unseen through the back, so they returned through the front door and made their way through the back, which is where their car was believed to be. Witnesses said that they did see the couple walking up to the house from the street over, which was odd given the fact that they could have easily parked at the house. Investigators looked into the calls that were made to Lindsay from these clients and found that the phone had been purchased in Vancouver several months prior and had never been used except for the calls made to Lindsay. It was activated under the name Paulo Rodriguez, which turned out to be a fake name. The address associated with the fake name was a business that was ruled out to have any connection with the phone. It was an address chosen at, ran- at random. The phone was immediately deactivated after the murder and never used again. The cell phone did ping on the ferry from Vancouver and never pinged again, telling officers that the phone was used specifically for this murder and that it was perfectly planned out. She had not been robbed. She had not been sexually assaulted. So law enforcement pieced what they had together and came to the conclusion that there was a hit taken out on Lindsay.
1: That is so weird.
0: Isn't it, though?
1: But, like... Why?
0: Great question.
1: It's a big why for me. Yeah. Like, why? I know,
0: it makes no sense. So who would want her dead?
1: Yeah, and why? (laughs) is my question, why?
0: (laughs) So police believe it had something to do with her visit to Calgary to see her dad six weeks before the murder. In January, she had left Calgary, the biggest... Oh, sorry. In January, after she had left Calgary... The biggest drug bust in Alberta history occurred. Millions and millions of dollars of cocaine was seized. The people who lost the drugs know that someone had to have gone to the police. Now, when Lindsay was in Calgary, she had reached out to an old friend who lived in Victoria. Once by phone and then another via Facebook. Police officers do not know why she called him, but they do know that that man she contacted was a relative of a man who was caught in that large drug bust. This began a witch hunt as those people wanted to know who was to blame for them losing all that money. So imagine a drug lord losing all that money, getting viciously angry, and going to his people and saying, "How? who do you know that might have said something? Okay, so they, they're they looking for someone to point the finger at. Yeah. Okay? So law enforcement believes that someone pointed the finger at Lindsay And that is why she was killed. Because if they're able to see phone records. Yeah. Or Facebook messages or whatever, there's a good chance. But, like,
1: what would be her motive for that? So they
0: think someone was an informant to get information and then go to the police. Because the police, whoever, somebody did, someone did say something to these cops. Because they were perfectly set up for this drug bust. Yeah. And they think that she was the informant. Huh. I mean, the cops don't think she was, are saying that she wasn't. Right. But whoever the way this all is playing out it just looks like someone put a hit on her and that is their only and that is something that they could see happening if they thought she did it
1: yeah
0: i mean they don't take fucking names they just kill anybody yeah they
1: don't care i suppose but like this like young female realtor like yeah yeah, she was involved yeah sure okay
0: yeah i know i know it but but they don't informants are undercover right so who knows but i mean yeah so Jason's family was investigated as an accomplice to the murder due to the fact that their business was tied to the development within the cul-de-sac where she was murdered. But they were all ruled out when it became clear that there was no motive or connection to the murder. Yeah. Lindsay's dad, however, feels that Jason knows more than what is being really told. He questions his accounts of events. He says that he saw that if, if Jason saw the couple come out the front door and then dart back into the house quickly, why wouldn't that be a red flag to check on her immediately? Or if he had never been in the house before, why would he know to run upstairs straight to the master bedroom? Now, as a realtor, I have a rebuttal for both of those. Yeah, He did say that he did text Lindsay and after he saw the couple, and then he did eventually go to the door pretty quickly. Yeah, right. So I, I think as a realtor, too, if I were sitting waiting for somebody, I'd try and message them first just to make sure before you interrupt the showing. Yeah. Especially of that price point point right you just that's what you do you don't kind of trying in to there. be yeah. respectful yeah, you don't just barge in on someone's showing so especially if you're not like, working so so that was why i think that that happened um and then for the part where he says um let's see here so when he didn't she went, he went to the door and then he of course panicked when he couldn't get in and mm-hmm. knew something was wrong so he called nine one one. so i think yeah. that that was handled just fine So based on the timeline of the showing, my first thought would be that they would be either upstairs or downstairs at that point. So now he's familiar with real estate, obviously. You know how everybody kind of shows the house the same way or maybe in a company you have a way of doing things. I usually, I used to start in the basement now i usually do the main level and then i'm like we'll go downstairs and we'll go upstairs and we'll finish on the main level again so maybe that's how they do things where they do the main level and he's like okay well it's one of two things they're either downstairs or upstairs so i believe that when he did finally get into the house he decided because the stairs are right by the front door he just ran up the stairs um especially because he was calling her and not getting a response yeah so um so now the layout of this home is you go straight up the stairs and the master bedroom is right at the top of the stairs. I mean, directly across. So it makes total sense that he ran straight in there because you'd have to turn left for the other bedrooms and turn right for the other one. So, yeah, he ran right into the master bedroom looking for her and that's why he found her right away. Right. So that's – I don't think you have to be familiar with a home to just follow your gut and just run away oh, the right. of the And I home. mean, yeah,
1: why wouldn't you yeah. just automatically go into the first yeah. room? Too? I'm not
0: saying that I, I don't think – I mean – I don't know the situation. I don't, I didn't, based off of what I've read and what I've saw, I don't see there are anything, any signs really pointing at him. This could very well be the father's grief. But. Yeah. I just, in that, in those two circumstances that he gave where he's like, I have a problem with his story. I, as a realtor, don't. Right. Because I. You're,
1: you can, you can. Yeah. Give your side of it being okay, basically. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, another red flag Lindsay's dad had was that when she had visited him in Calgary, she told him she was considering breaking up with Jason because he had become overbearing and the jealousy was out of control. This makes him believe that Jason would have done anything to stop her from leaving him. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement disagrees and says that Jason has been incredibly cooperative over the years and they have no reason to consider him as an accomplice or the suspect in this murder. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I can't find anything either. No. To this day, no one has been charged with Lindsay's murder. The FBI is still actively working her case, and it is not considered a cold case, as it has always been actively investigated. Wow. Yeah, right?
1: That's pretty, I mean, Uh for...
0: That's a long time. That's
1: a long time. Yep.
0: Her family and law enforcement... Her family and the law enforcement agencies agree that even though millions of dollars have gone into investigating this crime and that everyone is working as hard as they can, it's still not enough. It's been 15 years since Lindsay was killed, and no one has ever been charged. Law enforcement say they have the couple's descriptions and even track down the exact dress the woman was wearing, but it was a common dress found at a department store. Mm-hmm. They still have no DNA or forensic evidence that could lead them to the killer's. Lindsay's dad does have a website called www.lindsaybouziakmurder.com, and you can see news articles, public forums of what people think happened in this case. It talks about the annual walk that he puts on every year in her honor, which is held around the anniversary of her death. And I think we should try to go to that sometime because it's in Canada. We could use a vacation. I've never been to Canada. it would be fun. And there are lots of photos of the case, of Lindsay, her family. Um, and I'll share some of those on our Facebook and our Instagram. But you can check out that website. I will tell you this right now: if you go to check out that website, there are a lot of forums where people give their two cents, and it doesn't look like it's being maintained right now. And it's um, it's a little crazy. There are a lot of conspiracy theories. Yeah, a lot of people running sure. their mouths. It's, those get a l-
1: if there's not someone monitoring them and like someone.
0: Well, I know somebody's updating it. I think it's her dad updates with um, the. The walk and stuff, because yeah. the, the latest walk was on there, but it's just, it's a little out of control, I think, when it comes to these conspiracy theories, and I get what he's doing. He wants everyone to talk. He wants people to talk about He anything
1: this. on there, exactly basically.
0: So I get it, whereas law enforcement was telling him, you should take that down, because if they do catch the killer someday, or who they think did this... You know, they're worried that that could come, you know, somehow hurt the investigation. It could. You never know. Because of conspiracies and people talking and whatnot, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have to have a trial somewhere else because of all the talk that's going on. Yeah. You don't want anything to jeopardize it. But he, I get it. His baby girl was killed. Like, he wants, yep. he wants someone to slip up. He wants someone to talk. I get it. I would. Well, I, and it's I been
1: 15 years. He's like, what's.
0: What the hell is going on? Yeah.
1: He's like, yeah. If I can do
0: something. Yeah. This could be it. Who knows? Yep. So, so I'm going to talk about the house that she was murdered in. So, this is a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath, almost 3,000-square-foot, two-story modern home with a two-car attached garage. It is located in an upscale Victoria suburb called Saanich. Um, and I also just want to point this out that Dateline had it as a five-bedroom, four-bath house, and Crime Watch had it as a three-bed, three-bath house. And I just want to say this, folks. The house Uh-oh. information is all over the internet. Yeah. And it has been since it was built in 2008. There is no reason for you not to have how many bedrooms and baths are actually in it. Get it together. I mean, you two are bigger sources than I am. And I managed to find exactly how many bedrooms and baths are there. I even had floor plans. So I don't want to brag or anything, but come on. You went to school for journalism. Barbara. 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 Barbara, you went to school for journalism. Get it together. Barbara. Anyway. Anyway, so it was built in 2007 and listed in 2008 at 964000 which was the price point when Lindsay showed it.
1: So was it a n- new, build. new build at mm-hmm. the time? Yeah.
0: yeah, no one had ever lived in it. After her murder, it was sold in 2009 for 762857 which was about $200,000 less than what it was listed at. Yeah. Based on market research, there was a decrease in sales back in 2008 but not to Ooh, the yeah. extent of 200000 Yeah,
1: that was right. Yeah, that was oh, that time.
0: Yeah. So, that was that time. Yeah. The murder itself was a major reason the home did not sell for its original list price. The home um, has not been sold since, oh. and the value in 2019 was about $1.2 million, putting its estimated value in 2023 around seven one uh, $1.7 million, Um, if not more depending on the condition and updates. In British Columbia, real estate agents do not have to disco- disclose violent events in homes. So that mm. never had to be disclosed. But, I'm but I sh- suppose
1: right away I'm people knew.
0: People knew. Yeah. Given Especially the fact immediately. that it was sold a year after, yeah. Yeah. Since this case is about a realtor being killed while doing her job, I just want to remind my fellow agents to follow these important steps when taking on appointments. Number 1, Get all the contact information you can out of the prospect. Name, phone, email, current address. Verify they are who they say they are. There is an app for realtors called Forewarn, and it is $20 a month, and it is worth every penny. This is where I get a lot of my information that Molly says she can't find, and I'm like, well, let me just pull a background check on Seriously, them. Seriously. So, it, it's, it's, so I
1: mean, maybe even if you don't have it, yeah. have a have a fellow realtor friend that's
0: kind of why we don't have you get it because i have it so exactly so i mean
1: maybe use the buddy system yeah
0: buddy system yep so in this app you type in the phone number or name of who you are trying to pull up information on and it brings up everything you need to know about them so yeah i can stalk any of you at any time it's pretty great Watch Mm -hmm. um so if somebody doesn't show up either via that phone number or via that name they are not a real person or they are scamming you, do not show up. And there is a girl in our office who is the one that turned me on to this. She has used that app so many times and has protected herself from people that have dangerous records or are trying to get her alone, and she's, like, weirded out by it, and she looks it up, and she's like, oh, hell no, you know? It's not worth it. So, yeah, you got to protect yourselves, folks, okay? Um, so actually, that's point number three. Protect yourselves at showings. If you live in a state that allows concealed carry, then carry. You should always have a a mace on your keychain and a knife within reach to keep yourself safe. A rape whistle and any other defense items should be worn at all times. I know that may sound crazy, but you have one shot to protect yourself inside a home with people you don't know. Right. Don't fuck around. And number four, never turn your back to your clients. If this story alone doesn't tell you never to turn your back to your clients, I don't know what will. Your back should always be up against a wall or you stay behind your clients. The thinking that an agent has to open every door for their clients is bullshit. If you don't want them to have to open doors, get there early and have the doors all opened and the lights on. Number five, have a code word within your office and with your family and friends. Uh, something that wouldn't be alarming. So not like if I was in a situation, I'm not going to call you and be like, I'm Help. about to be murdered. Help me. Yeah, right? Help me. They're crazy. Yeah. A good example is if you're feeling uneasy with a client, call your contact and ask them if they can look at the black folder on your desk and and email the ages of the mechanicals. The keyword being black folder, and without question, that person knows they need to contact law enforcement. So if I said that to you, or whatever code word we have, and then I, I said, "Hey, can you just grab that off my desk? Uh, it's next to my, you know, my office mug." If that was our code word, you would know. Yep, sounds good, and you would immediately contact the co- the police and send them to what my location. Which brings me to my next point: make sure someone knows where you are at all times. Yep. I use Life360, so Molly knows where I am. And let me tell you, she makes sure that she knows where I am all the time. I watch her. It's the funniest thing. I could be, like, getting groceries. you would be like, what are you having for dinner? I'm like, stop it, you creeper. Yep. I look at her. Yep. I love it. So she knows where I am at all times. Um, and I don't show houses without making sure at least one person knows where I am. Even if it's not Molly, it's someone within the office, or it's through the app, or it's on my calendar. I make sure that... If something were to happen to me, you guys would one either be able to find me right away or it'd be weird that you're not hearing from me. Right. So um, same with listing appointments. You guys are going into people's homes, okay? You don't know these people. You've got to protect yourself. Make sure someone knows where you're going, how long you plan on being there, and if they don't hear from you within an hour, you know. Just call the cops. And I always tell people, I'm like, don't try and call me. Just fucking call the cops. Send them to – Yeah. I'm not messing around. And it's happened to me where actually my ex, Jared – is my emergency contact. And I haven't changed it because he's an ex-cop, now a fireman. But I, t- I, I tell him, I'm like, if something bad happens to me, I want I, I want you, because of all your connections, to get a cop out there to save my right. butt. And it was right. like, one day I, I accidentally set off my alarm on my, my lockbox, and I didn't realize it. And he's calling me like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, oh, hi, nice to hear from you again. And he's like, should I be sending the cops? And I'm like, oh, no. Sorry. Nope. So, yeah. So, just make sure people are aware of where you're at. Um, Again, this may seem like a bit much, but you are putting yourself in a home with people you don't know. You just got to protect yourself. Like, there it is. And that, that goes, honestly, too, with anybody that's actually looking at houses, too, especially in this market because there's multiple people going in and out of homes. Just be aware of your surroundings at all times, okay? People are nuts. You never know what they're going to be doing. Never know what they're going to be thinking. Yeah. I mean, there have been realtors that are killed at open houses. So, just... Just be careful. Yeah. So so if you or anyone you know has any information pertaining to this case, we encourage you to contact your local FBI, and they can get you in touch with the investigators working this case. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Lindsay's family, and I truly hope they find the peace and the justice they deserve.
1: Yeah. That's but so sad. we will
0: keep up on this, and if there are any more developments, we will let you guys know. But
1: it's just so sad. Like, it was just, like, so targeted, and, like, Isn't she it? absolutely had nothing to do with the... I know. Oh. I know.
0: And she's beautiful. I'm going to, when I, when we post photos for this one, you guys, she was gorgeous. Ugh. So it's, it's very sad. And I, I really feel for her family. Yeah, definitely watch. There's some videos and everything, but they'll break your heart because they, if, even after all these years, they're still just struggling and yeah. I don't blame them one bit. No, I I mean, wish there's more you could do to help, but this is a tough one. I think, I think it was a hit.
1: Yeah. I really Well, did. and I mean, especially since they were foreign.
0: Yep. No, they were fake. That no, it they was weren't.
1: a f- oh, it was a fake yeah, accent. Weren't. Yeah, I thought that. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, they were wh- they were white. They were white, fake accents, oh, everything. Yeah. I thought that it was like a,
1: that. You that it was like a just an accent. That it was like nope. a. It
0: was yeah no that was the big thing was that she was like this is a fake accent it makes no oh. sense and based off of their timeline of where they were coming from and things like that she was like it doesn't sound like they were ever living out of like, the country so yeah. Gosh. Very interesting, but yeah, no, I did read somewhere too that uh, with the DNA adv- advances, they the FBI feels like they're getting closer to something, but they aren't sharing that information right now. So yeah, um, so I'm I'm gonna keep tabs on this. If anybody else hears anything, let us know. But I uh, I'm rallying. I hope they they figure they figure it out because that is awful. So
1: so we're. They they think that just she was involved though, so they didn't yeah. go after anyone else.
0: No, so they the law enforcement thinks that she's the one that talked to this friend that she hadn't talked to in a long time. Yeah, to get but information. what about whatever
1: happened to that friend? Nothing ever happened came to him.
0: I I don't think so. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, You know
1: what I mean? Like I'm and I'm just wondering be, about like, and
0: that could be some of the information that they are right. I'm just harassed. I'm
1: just curious because yeah. like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wonder if anything like if.
0: See that's why yeah. these, these ongoing investigation runs right. are so tough to do they because are. you know they know more right than I know
1: right. That's I'm just I just feel like there's more. And if
0: you if you read some of those forums, yeah, if you want to go down a, a rabbit hole, go to that website and I'll oh, post I know. it.
1: Any of that Reddit, I'm stuff telling too. you, you
0: guys, this, people have some crazy ass theories. Like one person I was reading was saying that this was all planned by the boyfriend. That's why he had his friend there. Like, there was no reason, reason for him to go get it, that the boyfriend was a big wimp. And he wanted to make sure the kill got done, but he didn't want to go in and look at it and all that. And so that's why he had his friend there as support. And I'm, yeah. like, reading this, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, based off everything I've read and saw, I just don't think I just that,
1: don't feel like, what well, why, though, He wouldn't then. have gotten
0: anything out of it. And, and the so whole, that like, she
1: couldn't be with anyone else well, but him. And
0: from what it sounds like, even if she were considering breaking up with him, that that ha- there was no problems it hadn't gotten to that point right so if she's upset in her relationship and she's venting to her dad forget did
1: you say how long they had been dating
0: ju- it just said in their early 20s so i think maybe a year or so yeah so
1: i mean it wasn't like it was like yeah. years of dating no, i mean a no. year of i mean they dating. were living together yeah. so
0: which was just another thing too It's just but everybody else outside of her dad says yes we understand he was controlling everything but they loved each other and they were happy so, but again, we never know what goes on behind closed no, doors. No. But we also vent about our relationships to, you know, like, I don't know how many times I've complained about my relationships. Well, right.
1: But I mean, that's just part of relationships. Mm-hmm. There's never perfect no. relationships. No, so it's hard to
0: say that just because she was venting about it that one time to her dad. Yeah. That she wasn't actually, you know, not really happy or... Right. I mean, she would have been giving up a lot too. I mean, she worked for the family company. She yeah. lived with him. Yeah. I just feel like if there was a real like motivation to leave, I feel like I feel like more people would have known about it. Right. And you know, and he didn't seem to like think that it was that they were breaking up, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to think. It's a it's a who done it. And it sucks cuz it feels like an a stalemate to me. Yeah. So but mm. that's
1: I, got. I think that yeah there's more i think it was some like you said some sort of a hit yep but I, i'm i'm interested to i think it's interesting that just she was targeted that that friend nothing
0: and they might they might have been i killed know too i don't know
1: right that's, that's what i'm wondering
0: part. but what happened oh i'm sure if you, Did you say that's the, the fun part that's the fun part is like there's that's so the many theories part. and different yeah like things i mean for gosh sakes, Dateline couldn't get the number of bedrooms correct. Like, right. there's so much different misleading information That's what about I'm this.
1: curious about. I'm curious what happened to that friend. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So there might be more updates on this one, but if anybody knows anything, we love the discussions on Facebook. So when we post this one, I hope to hear from you guys. Yeah. Because. Ugh. I want them to f- figure it out.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like they'll, there will be more that comes from this one eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll stay yeah. unsolved forever. No.
0: I hope not. I really don't for the sake of her father. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, be sure to join our Facebook group, Home is Where the Murder Is, and check us out on Instagram as well. Yep. And our website, com, And... If you want to write us a letter, please do so at homeiswherethemurderis at gmail dot com,
1: or send it through the postal service. No, to don't where do that. Where
0: are they going to send it? Nope,
1: not going to give our to address our tent? to our tent to Jerica's new home. No, <laughs> she starts getting mail. Oh my
0: god, I think it'd be funny to put that our tent up in the backyard. That would be. I think. I don't know. I, we'll, we do, I would we'll love. I would love to have the two of them on a show, though. I think they are hilarious. That would be fun. Yeah. So we might maybe be a tight be there.
1: squeeze in here, maybe especially
0: clo- with the dog now. Yeah, we'll have to figure something else out. But um, we we'll maybe that's their closing gift for me is you get to
1: be on our podcast. You're on the podcast now.
0: I wish I would have saved Ben Bembenek then, because she was housed in Fond du Lac. Oh. So mm-hmm. anyway, we're just ranting. You guys have we a are. great day. Yep.
1: We'll see you later.
0: That was just great.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye.